All right, my first guest today is uh, Blake Lowell. You can check him out over on the Established the Past podcast, and also uh, everybody knows him over at Southeastern 14, talking all things SEC over there. We are now deep in the college basketball season. But, uh, Blake, I appreciate you, you coming on. I'm looking forward to kind of unpacking a super wild card weekend with you. Yeah, I always enjoy the conversation, Philip. Like you said, it's uh, it's always an interesting mix because, you know, most of the SEC people probably don't even know I, that I do a lot in, in the NFL, but we've been doing the – Established the past podcast, me and Dylan Reagan for oh my goodness, I want to say it's almost it's over four years now, I think. Um, so yeah, it's it's always fun this time of year because you and I were talking before we record. It's like you get the overlap with the NFL and, and college basketball going on, but um, yeah, NFL. I feel like it's kind of that point where NFL is another beast. It takes priority over everything, and uh, we especially saw that on Super Wild Card Weekend, especially with the way that you know the NFL like they were excited about the fact that they got the double headers on three straight days um you know because of the bills and steelers game being moved so yeah always a, a fun time of year you, you know we're getting to monday games next year right because oh i'm sure yeah <laughs> no doubt uh, and we know we're getting a peacock game next year too because for everybody that's complaining about peacock i mean you heard mike Tarico on the broadcast what was that i don't know sunday night game i guess reeling off all the different metrics that they, you know, NBC and Peacock had broken just by putting that Chiefs and Dolphins game on there. I know a lot of people are not happy about it, but guarantee you, you're, you're probably getting more than one of those games um, given the way that thing did. So, Yeah, I told everybody, I said, uh, they said, did you did you uh, sign up for Peacock? I said, I have Peacock because I want the WWE Network. I'm a wrestling That's fan. That's what, hey, but- me too. That's the only reason I have Peacock. Like we have people in the family saying, does anyone have Peacock around here? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course I haven't. Like I, I'm, I'm back watching. I'm watching like the old '80s wrestling. I'm watching stuff from the '90s. Um, yeah. So like that. That was the only reason. I I can't say I've ever watched anything on Peacock that does not relate to professional wrestling. So. Yeah, that's a uh, that's kind of where I'm at on it too as well. Uh, the five ninety nine. I got the one with ads. I got the cheapest one I could <laughs> yeah. get, but me I, I do have it. <laughs> Hey, it's all good. It's better than uh, it's, uh, the ads are not as bad as you're watching on regular TV. That's the way yeah. I look at it. So, uh, Wild Card Weekend, as we said, the six games over three days. Uh, what surprised you the most over the weekend? Well, I mean, I, there's there's a lot of options here, isn't there? Like, that's yes. the interesting thing is there are quite a few options uh, to choose from. I guess, you know, would I have predicted the Texans to, to beat the Browns by, by 31 points? Probably not, but if you could have said with the injuries and just, you know, the toll on the Browns eventually catch up to them against a red hot team that has an absolute stud for a quarterback. Sure. You could see that happen. It's a road game, all that. Um, could we have seen the Eagles, you know, doing what they did to the, against the Bucks? I mean, I, I didn't think it was going to happen, but could we have put it together and say, yes, probably sure. The way the Eagles have been playing. I mean, you could have seen them have the exact result they had. Because the Bucks have been playing well, the Eagles have not been playing well, and it was surprising, but it happened, and, and I wasn't as shocked as maybe they thought it had been. But of course, the one I think that you have to say is the most stunning, and I know it's like people can say all this about the Cowboys and say, well, they do this every year and all this, but still, it's not just that it happened, it's how it happened, um, and again, that the game was in Arlington. Had this been in Green Bay, a different story, right? But the fact that this is in Arlington – and they just get absolutely routed by a Packers team that not that long ago, you know, felt like a team that was just going absolutely nowhere. And of course, give them credit. You know, they finished the season strong to put themselves in a position to get there. 
but like it wasn't even pretty. Like, you know, like they struggled against Carolina. They struggled against the Bears. Um, you know, they lost the game to the Giants. They lost the game to the Bucks. Like it didn't even feel like the Packers were playing that well coming into this thing. They won games, but you didn't feel like they were still to that level to be able to go in and do this to a team like the Cowboys, who, given all their past history, you know, struggles in the playoffs and all that, you just didn't think this could happen. And so I would say that has to be the biggest one because, again, even if I was also of the belief that we saw the Cowboys lose a lot of games to great teams this season, that was kind of the knock. You didn't think they'd get the Super Bowl because of how they played in some of those games against great teams. Um, I just didn't see this coming. <laughs> so uh, that, that would probably top the list for me. Yeah, I didn't either. It look, I'll, my audience knows this, but I'll just be honest with everybody. I am a Packers fan. Yep. So that's just that's just there, you know. So I, I will remain professional during this conversation. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I picked the, the Cowboys when I thought, okay, this is a this is a win for the Packers just getting to the playoffs. Year one, Jordan. I mean, this team is so young. I mean, just yep. this is this is a stepping stone for them just getting to the postseason. Dallas averaging 37 points per game. They've won 16 games at home. And while when they go on the road, they don't look great at home. They felt like an almost unbeatable team. Yeah. But this game was different. And I think probably the biggest thing here, Packers taking the ball first. It's getting on the, the scoreboard first. And look, I I, I I was watching it with uh with my parents, the game. I, we saw when Jerry Jones almost at halftime turned around. I looked over at my parents. I said, did he just tell them to fire Mike McCarthy at halftime? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. So, and it's just, you know, and then I guess it's also to say just the maturation of Jordan Love. I mean, just yeah. where he's come. I, and he gets Aaron Rodgers comparisons a lot. I get it because that's who he's following. Man, I see Brett Favre. That's just who I see with him. But uh, what, what's been your thoughts on Jordan Love this year? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, he was someone, I think, very early on. You could see that there was the, like you said, the maturation process, the learning, and really trying to figure out exactly how this was going to go within the offense. Because you could look early and you could just see all those games. What was it? I think he had five games in a row with an interception. Mm -hmm. um, you know, had I think he had three multi interception games uh, in those first, I don't know, I think his first eight or nine weeks of the season. But since then, right, he's thrown one interception in the last, what is it, eight games? Um, mm -hmm. Like he's just been, you know, again, that comes with the process of being able to read defenses better, being able to sort of understand coverage a little bit better, where to throw the ball, where not to throw the ball, how to get yourself out of some of those spots where it's like, okay, maybe six weeks ago I would have thrown the ball into that coverage. Now it's like I'll just throw it away. Or, you know, I'll take off and run with it. Like, and I think that's kind of one of the things that has really been a little bit different. Um, you know, it, it's helped a little bit too. I think they protected him a little bit better uh, over the past, again, down the stretch here. I think that's helped. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's been, and I'll say this, this part too, of course it relates to Jordan Love, but I've thought all season long, even going back to earlier in the season, you know, we can make, some of those where, you know, guys dropping balls and those kind of things. But I think the group around him has, is way better than anyone kind of gave them credit for, for a while there, whether it mm. is, you know, obviously Romeo Dobbs and what he did in the game against the Cowboys. But, you know, we've seen what he can do. We know the upsides there. Um, you know, Wicks, Jaden Reed, I know Jaden Reed, you know, didn't catch a ball against the Cowboys, but he's someone else, right. That, 
it's just remarkable to kind of see, um, I think, how the weapons around him have developed. And, and again, this has been a, kind of been a season for Christian Watson where, you know, there have been some highs, there have been some lows, um, you know, didn't play the entire season, so that didn't necessarily help. But you've seen these other guys kind of step up. And so, yeah, it's all kind of combined into this being a, quite a run uh, for, for the Packers getting to this point. So. Yeah, it's got to be, you know, the question now that we're recording this on Tuesday evening uh, at around uh, between 5.30 and 6 o'clock Central Time. Um, the Cowboys, when their next head coach, will Mike McCarthy be fired? Uh, we all know the Bill Belichick is thing is floating out there for everybody. So I think that's kind of like an interesting thing with the Cowboys now is just, you know, they're America's team. Everybody loves to talk about the Cowboys. I mean, if if you're talking NFL, you've got to talk about the Cowboys. I mean, that's yeah. you know they say play the hits. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting next couple of days, I think, to see if Jerry Jones pulls the trigger and then they do fire Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's one of those games when you you know Jerry Jones. It's hard for me to imagine that that they can come back from that as mm-hmm. a you know a relationship between a an owner and a head coach. And I think that's one where, again, because it was so stunning how it was done, it'd been different if they lost by a field goal or something. But the way it happened, and, and we, we know the coaches that are out there that are available, um, big-name guys. And so could that be one where he's like, hey, we don't have a choice here. We're about to make a move, and let's go get the guy we think um, can lead us to, to the next – phase but like we've been saying that for how long now it's just you know it's a common theme and so i i think mike mccarthy's a good coach um but this was the wrong loss probably at the wrong time for him uh job security wise yeah absolutely they probably didn't win this thing they're gonna win but uh, you talked about the eagles and that was surprising too this is a team that was 10 and 1 and then Tampa Bay, I went and looked in this game. I thought both teams were struggling coming in. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay won nine to nothing over a bad Carolina team. Yeah. And then how the Eagles played against the Giants to close out the year. You know, that was an embarrassment because they were trying to win that game. But the way they played, I mean, Jalen Hurt struggled. I mean, they, they could not handle the blitz and then just the tackling in the secondary. I mean, I was wondering, part does this team even want to be here? And then Mayfield torches them. It's, it's just, weird and strange what happened to this team 10 and one and then to fall off the way they did into the, the year at end of the season yeah i mean this team i think we'll look back on and be like you know that there will be stories about this team for years to come uh and not you know again not in the way you want that to happen because it is remarkable like you said think about they, they beat the bills in overtime in that mm-hmm. game great game just you know tremendous stuff great game and then from there, it's like, what on earth happened to this team? Because um, even the game they won against the Giants, it was like they, they struggled a little bit in that game. Like there, there were times where you're like, wait a second, like what what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, could, could people? And, and that was the the first game. Of course, they lost the last game of the season to the Giants, um, the one they won on Christmas. But I mean, sure, you could say, okay, no AJ Brown, that makes it tougher. But this. To me, this had nothing to do with A.J. Brown. This was mm-hmm. a much deeper problem with this team. And again, there's just no reason that should happen when you have a team that's built the way the Eagles are built. Um, and like you said, it just when you're watching it, it's hard not to look at it and say, boy, this team has lost whatever it is that they had those first you know, 11 weeks of the season or whatever it was. They just they don't have it anymore whatever that was again you could you could pick and choose different characteristics probably and 
there, there may be a situation where you know, multiple will apply, I think, to this particular team, but it wasn't there. And, you know, we kind of saw early in the season, it feels like they were able to kind of turn things up to that next gear when they needed to. If they found themselves, you know, in a hole or whatever. We saw that last year time and time again. But down the stretch, they could never do it. And again, I mean, some of these games weren't even close. Um, really, I mean, really, the majority of the games were not even close down the stretch when they're getting beat 42 to 19, you know, to the Niners, 33 to 13 against the uh, to the Cowboys, the 27 10 game against the Giants, and then, of course, this one against the Bucks. So I don't know what happened either. I'm sure Nick Sirianni um, maybe has a good idea, but whatever it was, he just could not fix it. Uh, and it'll be an interesting offseason, I think, for the Eagles after something like that because, um, you know, we know kind of how the roster is structured and who could return, who may not return, and those kind of things. But, yeah, this is um, one of the more disappointing, I think, teams that we've seen in a while just based on how they started the season. You know, probably the – oh, obviously the best game, probably the coolest moment too is just the Lions and the Rams. Uh, these, you know, two former – these quarterbacks going up against their former team, uh, golf going yeah. up against the Rams, and then Stafford going up against – the Lions and just that crowd. I mean, watching it on TV, you could yeah. feel the energy and, and passion because, hey, I mean, they haven't seen a playoff win in, what, 30 years. Uh, it's been a long time for them. Um, what was your takeaway from this one? Just, you know, Jared Goff, solid, 22 of 27, 277, one touchdown. I thought we were going to get into 40s the way the first half went. <laughs> yeah. It was 21 to 17 at halftime. I was like, okay, this is going to be last ball, but second half, Field goal fast, and then the lines. Every time the defense had to step up and make a stop, they held the Rams out of the end zone and forced field goals. Uh, what, what stood out to you with that? Yeah, I mean, I thought this had a great chance to be the best game of the group, and obviously it wound up being that way score wise. But it was just because you just knew, right? Detroit had waited so long to get this playoff. You knew it was going to go right down to the very end. It was going to be a grind, no matter how well the Lions played. You just had confidence, again, in the way the Rams have been playing as well. And, again, that's another team that kind of earned their spot to get here. And so I think when you looked at it, we talk about a tale of two halves of the season, right, for for the Eagles and the Rams. Uh, it's about going in opposite directions. Um, they were so good, you know, in the, in the back half of the season and able to pull out, you know, really good wins. Um, you know, won some close games down the stretch to put themselves in this position. And so you just felt like they had a lot of momentum going into this and the way Puka's played. Um, Stafford's return game, all of those elements. And I thought, you know, it's one of those things too, where it's like the Rams, they, they may have beaten uh, a couple of these other teams on, you know, on the wild card round, but they just happened to run into a Lions team that just refused to kind of lose this game. Cause like you said, just being able to hold um, the defense played well on both sides, like you mentioned in the second half. And this just became a game where it's like, Hey, can the Lions sort of hold on here? Can they find a way to get this thing done? They did. Um, I know it was kind of mentioned early. I don't remember exactly at what point in the game, but it's like, okay, Jared Goff just made one of those throws where it's like, oh, you've had such a good game. Don't make that throw again. Like, don't make that throw. And, you know, he winds up, you know, going with a clean sheet, right, in terms of, like, the the interceptions. I know he had one fumble, but I don't, I don't think he lost that fumble uh, where it came out. But that, to me, was what it was always going to be about um, because, you know, Jared Goff has always been picked on over the years, you know, again, having some of those type of games. I'm trying to remember the one he had recently uh, that was that game. Um, they all kind of run together at this point, but I'm going to try to find it here. It was the um, the game against the Cowboys, right? And then, of course, he had a, a rough game against the Bears, I think, too. But, 
you know, it, and so you're always wondering in these kind of games, the biggest game Detroit's had in so many years, um, you just don't want to beat yourselves. You want to give yourselves a chance. And I think the way they started the game, the way their defense played uh, in the second half, I mean, it all just came together, right? And they just have so many weapons. That's, again, what the thing about this Lions team is, you know, whether it's Montgomery, whether it's Gibbs, whether it's St. Brown, um, you know, even Josh Reynolds has become someone. And, and you know, James and Williams didn't have a big game, but just him being out there, Sam Laporta, like all these guys, we've just seen the development. We talked about that earlier, like with the Packers unit and all that. Um, you've got a few more established guys here, but just seeing how these other guys that have kind of burst onto the scene, making plays at key moments in this game. Um, and yeah, this was, this was a great one. And um, congrats to Detroit. Cause again, they've waited a long time for this. So. You know, we have focused a lot on the NFC here. So I do want to close up uh, on the AFC course that, that with Buffalo beating Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh had opportunities though. They moved the ball on Buffalo on Monday, yeah. but jo- uh, Superman, Josh Allen, uh, the 52 yard run. I mean, just the acceleration he made in that one. And then the way they close out the game. And of course the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, they went 26 to seven. Andy Reid with the icicles of the mustache and then, uh, <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes busted helmet. Of course, we know the Ravens are playing the Texans too. Uh, just you know, if you can kind of just put those four teams into like in, in one question, just what's your thoughts? You know, kind of going into divisional weekend with those four. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, for the NFL, uh, you certainly love the fact that you're getting the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, just mm-hmm. given, you know, that is like the professional wrestling terms. Like that's your, you know, that that's your Rock and Austin here. Um, that you've had kind of your your selling point over the past several years, and they just continue to be, you know, just I, I think it's going to be a great game. I'd be surprised if it's not, although I will say this also feels like one to me. I know the Chiefs played well against the Dolphins, um, but I just think the Bills are the better team right now, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be a big challenge for Kansas City to go in there, this particular team, I think, and win that game. And, of course, everybody's going to make a lot of it being Patrick Mahomes' first road game and all that. It's the toughest one he probably could have drawn, um, in all honesty, I think, the way that the Bills are playing. Um, so the Ravens and the Texans, I mean, look, we talk about it's fun to look back because we know where this started for the Texans. It started in Baltimore against the Ravens. It started with, you know, C.J. Stroud coming out, and that's the first game you have to – the first team you have to play is the Ravens on the road, knowing the defensive schemes and all that stuff you're going to face – and now you see the growth of him since that point. And you go in, you know, with nothing to lose here. The, the Texans have nothing to lose. No one thought they were ever going to be in the spot. Um, and as well as C.J. Stroud has played, I think the Texans absolutely have a chance here because we always say, what? The team that has to sit. It's always something we talk about in the NFL. We've seen it over the years. The team that is sitting back waiting while everybody else is just kind of going and going and going here. Um, yes, it's nice to have the buy, but sometimes we see that, um, it's not every year, but it happens. And so I think this, I would hope it's going to be a much better game than it was in week one. Uh, but I think both of these are very interesting when you look at, again, the matchups, how these two teams uh, are playing, obviously the odds would seem to favor a Ravens bills matchup most likely, um, you know, in the championship round, but I don't know. It's, you know, anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance and who knows? Maybe in the future here, soon enough, we're going to start saying anytime you have C.J. Stroud, you got a chance because of how well he has played this season. So I think these are two very intriguing matchups. And uh, I will let you go on this uh, NFC. The 49ers, of course, they're playing the Packers. 
on Saturday night. But you also have, you know, the Lions over there playing, and also uh, you have Tampa Bay. Do you see any of these three teams being able to knock off the 49ers? It's just, it's hard. I, I just don't see it. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think the Lions, and, and it makes sense, right? Just given the the match, I think the Lions have the best chance. But that again is one of those games where, boy, that's going to test everything for, for Jared Goff in a matchup against that Niners team uh, on the road. That's just, a, that's a tough one. And so, um, but I'm curious to see how these these games play out. I just, you know, the Packers, I'd like to to think that maybe they just ride this wave of momentum. But as we've seen this season, it's just the Niners are a different beast. And I think just, you know, for them, yes, like the Ravens, they, they've had to wait a little bit. But that actually may be a good thing for the Niners in terms of just getting healthy and getting everybody ready to go for this run. Um, and so – I would probably say it in that order. Um, I'd probably say Lions have the best chance. Um, you know, I don't want to knock the, the Bucks though, either. I mean, I think the Bucks are an interesting team. I mean, they've, mm-hmm. they, again, they've maybe got the weapons if you're trying to break through, have some good games um, to do it. But I just, it's going to be hard, right? Because we've just seen how dominant these this 49ers team can be. And I think with the setup, getting these games at home, um, I, I, I've, Probably am most interested in a in a Niners Lions game, but who knows? Maybe just maybe, Philip. This is the year where we get a Packers Lions NFC Championship game, the one the world has been waiting for for forever at this point. And wouldn't that be a scene uh, if that were to happen? So, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to lose all professionalism in this moment, please, but in that moment, <laughs> the Packers will teach the Lions who is the king of the North <laughs> once and yes. for all. Winter is but, coming for the Detroit there, Lions. There it is. There it is. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Blake, it's been fun having you on, talking all things uh, wild card and kind of looking ahead to the divisional round. If uh, people out there want to check out, where can they find you? Yeah, like you said, our Establish the Past podcast, you can find it. Any podcast app you use, you can also find it on YouTube uh, as well. So, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun on that, me and Dylan. So check it out there. And then, like we mentioned earlier, if you want the SEC stuff we do, uh, that's the Southeastern 14 on YouTube and uh, everything else. I'm on Twitter at the Blake level. All right, everybody go check Blake out. He has a ton of work. He's out there doing a bunch of different stuff. Go check him out. And Blake, appreciate your time. And I uh, look forward to when we can do this again sometime down the road. Now, sounds good, Philip. Thanks as always.